This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. Dread of the Cross At one point we were doing a study on the cross at my church, and one week we were discussing how Jesus knew all his life where he was headed. He knew he was to be the servant talked about in Isaiah 53, the one that would justify the world. He knew, always knew, that he would have to die. And not just die, but die for our sins. So during Holy Week, we celebrate Maundy Thursday, Maundy meaning Last Supper, go figure, the day Jesus and his disciples gathered in that upper room for a Passover meal. Traditionally, my church likes to hold a Seder meal where we go through the Messianic rituals, and it's, it's always such a great experience shedding new meaning on the old rituals that we read about in the Bible. Jesus offered new interpretations of what they'd done every year forever. He opened their eyes to the fact that he was fulfilling parts of the ceremony that were prophecy. He washed their feet, showing what a servant should do. He gave them a new commission, a new commandment. Then he went out to the garden to pray. That prayer, wow. It is the most heart-wrenching, gut-twisting prayer in the Gospels, if you ask me. He knew exactly what was coming. He knew why it was coming. And he dreaded it. He dreaded it so much that he asked the Father to take this cup from him, if it was possible. But above all, He wanted the will of God. I've dwelt on this prayer a lot, and I never questioned why he wanted the cup taken from him. That makes perfect sense, right? Who would want to go to the cross? So who wouldn't pray to be saved from such an agonizing death if there were another way to achieve the same ends? But this one point, a new thought occurred to me. Was it the death Jesus dreaded so much? The physical pain? Those terrible hours? Or was it the sin he dreaded? See, it wasn't just that Jesus knew the what of what was coming. It had a purpose. And pain with purpose is easier to face. I mean, we can go through childbirth because we know it's how a baby enters the world. People jump in front of moving cars if it saves the child that they push out of the way. So the pain, yeah, I'm sure it gave Jesus pause. But what really causes Jesus' pain What makes his heart twist all throughout the Gospels? What always seems to get to him the most? Sin. Separation from the Father. So let's think about this. All his life, Jesus has been blameless, sinless, perfect. And that is a big part of why he's he's one with God. There's nothing to separate them. He can approach the throne, even from earth, because he has done no wrong to keep him away. But the cross to Jesus wouldn't just represent false punishment or torture. He knew well that when he took that punishment, he was the sacrificial lamb. He was taking the sins. And oh, the sins. Can you imagine looking in a few short hours at every single sin in history? Every single sin. The lies and betrayals, the murders and rapes, all piled on his shoulders the infidelities and idolatries, the outright worship of Satan and demons, all on him. He, who had never once sinned, whose heart grieved whenever he saw a sin in us, 
would be under that weight, all that weight, guilty in that moment of the most heinous crimes, guilty of blaspheming the father he loved above all, guilty of everything, everything. That, I think, is what made him sweat blood in the garden. That is what made him say, Father, must I? Is there no other way? That, far more than physical agony, is the pain that Jesus feared. After all, it could have been any kind of death, right? And it would have sufficed. The sacrifice did not require a cross. But I dare say Jesus still would have prayed that prayer, even if facing a painless lethal injection. Not because of the physical. Not because of the death. Because of the sin. Thank you, Jesus, for facing that unfathomable, crushing mountain of weight upon your shoulders for me. Thank you for taking my sins on yourself that day so long ago. Thank you for loving me so much that you faced it, even knowing it would mean the agony of separation from your father. You did it so that I might draw near to him. Never can I thank you enough for that, but I'll spend the rest of my life trying. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by Bookish Tees and Totes, bringing you t-shirt and tote bags for book lovers created by book lovers. Check out bookishteesandtotes.com to see our latest designs. Wordfall is a proud part of the White Fire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv podcast for other shows I know you'll love.